Hi, Moneymakers. Sebi and Josh here. Thanks for listening. Before we jump into this episode, please share and help our ministry. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Share with your friends, your family. Hey, if you have enemies, (laughs) share with them as well and everyone in between. Now enjoy the episode. And we are back like we never left. And a lot has happened in the market. So I would let Joshua kick us off with a recap of what's been going on. Joshua, what's been going on in the market? Yes. So no one is a stranger to how the market has been weak basically since January. However, if you've been heavily in growth stocks, honestly, since last year, (laughs) growth stocks have been getting hit. However, since the market actually bottomed, on the 17th of July, I believe, mm-hmm. we've, we've started to see kind of like an uptrend. The market is starting to rebound. And everyone is asking the question, is this just a dead cap bounce or is this legit? Yeah. This is actually the biggest rally we've had. Of all the other dead cap bounces we've had, this is the best so far. And it's holding up. This one looks different. That's what many people have been telling and me. And it seems like we're in for <laughs> a repeat, repeat market again. Yeah. So the worst is over and let's get into stocks. Kidding, JK. <laughs> you don't know. Anything could happen. Yeah. A war with China and Taiwan could happen. Thanks, Nancy. Thank you very much. <laughs> However, yeah. many people actually don't understand why this one is different. Okay. So in the last FOMC meeting, Jay Powell, who's the president of the Federal Reserve, he came out and said some things that many market participants find as positive. Mm-hmm. So he said that in his opinion, they have gotten to the neutral stage of raising rates. However, previously he said that he's okay overshooting it a bit. So that makes many people believe that there's a great chance that we're getting towards the ending of the raising cycle. That's good. Many people, however, don't understand that because they stopped raising, let's say they stopped raising rates in December. That doesn't mean they're going to start cutting immediately. They might stop raising rates in December, then just chill and do nothing for a few months and see how the economy is actually acting. But the fact that the Fed believed that they will soon stop raising rates is a good development. Obviously, depending on how inflation is. And seeing how commodities have trended downwards, look at oil. You know, WTI oil, crude oil broke 90 last week. So it's under 90. It hasn't done this since February. So that is a big deal. If you look at copper, if you look at steel, if you look at lumber, many of these commodities have started going on a very, very big downtrend now. And also, in addition to all the hiring freezes, we can see that some... We can see that it is possible of the fear of unemployment rising again. So they wouldn't want to keep increasing rates when unemployment is rising. So that's also another thing that could potentially happen. But overall, I'm excited to see that the market is somewhat chilling and not having this like falling like a knife. (laughs) So now a lot of people are feeling more comfortable entering the market again. And for me, this is a great time because we're going to talk about some stocks that we are super interested in diving into. And we could talk about why a little bit, not going deep into the technicalities of it, but just a brief overview. For me, one of the stocks I would be diving more into, which I've already started averaging into, would be Google. Google is has always been fantastic. One of the reasons I love them so much is the fact that they make amazing, amazing acquisitions from their Google Mac that they purchased for $17 million, and now it's generated their return is $27 billion. They also acquired android they acquired youtube they acquired double click which they acquired for 3.1 billion by the way and now it's 
their return on that investment is 182 billion. Wow. So I love how they acquire stuff and how they're one of the big things to me that I believe meets all the growth and risk to reward for me. They just, it's not as risky, but yet you're going to grow. So it's not quite like Amazon, which has more growth. But it's not like Apple, which like, okay, it's not risky, but it's not really growing as much. It's just at that healthy middle for me. They're also making so much money. Just YouTube alone is generating more revenue than a lot of a lot of companies net worth. That's like the revenue of YouTube just alone and just ads, just ads alone. So I think it's really great uh, going into Google, especially because that's like a technology, a technology stocks, I believe, is more innovative and safer. And they will have growth rate, like I said early on. So I think Google is definitely a good one. We can go into technicalities if you want. But Joshua, kick us away with what stock are you looking at? And what do you want to invest in now or average into more? Yeah. So for the past, I would say actually since the great financial crisis, technology has yeah. been that sector where most people invest their money to. And it's for a good reason because technology is productivity. Yeah. And that's the trend of business. That's where everyone is going to right now. And I think my favorite name in that space is Microsoft mm. because first, I like their management, Satya mm-hmm. Nadella, which is basically the CEO of the company right now. He's very great. And since he came in, he has really taken Microsoft to a new level. Sure. So whenever I invest, I like looking at it from a top-down approach. Mm-hmm. What are some spaces we believe will do all the next 10 to 15 years? Sure. I think enterprise software is still going to be very, very strong because every company is trying to be more productive. Sure. And I think Microsoft is in the forefront of that. Mm-hmm. You know, And when I look at Microsoft, I look at it in three dimensions. First is in the stable revenue dimension. Mm-hmm. And that is with their Microsoft Office package. Sure. You know, this is something that everybody uses. Yeah. <laughs> every company uses in every country. You know, so it is something that many people use basically forever. It is very safe. Shameless plug, Google Sheets and Google Doc, <laughs> but hey, right, still Google, but yeah. Yeah. So Microsoft, they have that going for them. Mm-hmm. That's never going to go away. And they increase the price like just a tiny bit every year, but most people ignore it. So that way they're trying to keep up with inflation, slightly increasing their margins. Mm-hmm. And also that's in, that's in the stable income area mm-hmm. they also have some growthier sides they have their cloud business azure yeah so apart from aws azure is actually number two mm-hmm. so this is a space where they also and they're growing they're trying to get up to amazon's level as well yeah. on that um cloud space so mm-hmm. that's also a good development for them in the growth area mm-hmm. last is also strategically acquisitions in 2016 they acquired linkedin and linkedin has become so big right yeah. now and they're also trying to get into the gaming sector. Remember, the gaming sector is prepared to grow Impact. between now and 2013. It has massive potential to grow. Sure. So they're acquiring Activision, and that way they will get exposure. Also, they acquired a cybersecurity stock company called Mandiant. And I think about this. They want to be the jack of all trades. They mm-hmm. want to be everything enterprise. And I think they're really equipped you know, to take it to the next level. Now, this may not be like a Tesla. It's not going to be a crazy growth stock. I agree. But mm-hmm. I do think that they will give you stable returns and they exactly. will outperform the market significantly. 100%. I totally agree with that. And just to move on away from just tech, because I feel like one of the things I've started thinking about more so is 
how do I diversify my portfolio in a way that it doesn't harm me? Because I we talked about earlier in a, earlier episodes in our podcast was one of the mistakes that at least I made was like I diver I diversified too much with too little. Mm. So I had like just a few few thousand dollars here and I was like invested in like 10 stocks. So I'm having like <laughs> three shares here and five shares here and two shares here. They make any sense. So now like one of the things I'm trying to do is to like consolidate into different newer industries. So like doing away with Marathon Petroleum, which mm. I believe that the petroleum industry is reaching its peak. You know, really? after this Russian Ukraine war, nothing is going to because we already saw before this war Oil was barely making sixty a barrel, and now it's now it's at less than ninety. More and more firms, especially in the private sector, are looking for ESG compliant companies, and those are the environmental, social, and governance. That's what ESG means. So basically, there are companies who are aware of the being eco friendly using clean energy so like tesla is one of those those companies that people are interested in because everyone is now moving towards things that are taking care of our environment since we only have one earth right so that's why i'm now going into like clean energy because it will become more and more important as we go into the next 10 years in the future so that's a sector i'm really wanting to enter so what's another sector outside of technology that you're interested in i'm also interested in the payments sector but not fintech right huh, now interesting yes yeah, so not my, fintech <laughs> so my stock would be american express ah. and this is just a new one i'm starting to read more about mm-hmm. you know so there's this um finance guy follow on twitter and he has he said he has his rule he follows mm-hmm. so whatever stock he's invested in mm-hmm. he wants to make sure they can make their current market cap in 10 years in mm. revenue so i was like huh interesting and there are many tech stocks that, are, that can do that. Yes, like the Googles, the Microsofts, the Teslas. Easily. You know, however, I, I wanted to look at companies in different sectors. And I, and I found American Express, it fit this criteria. Mm. So I started reading more about it. Not just the payment sector is forecasted to grow a lot between now and 2030, but also the credit mm. space. I remember American Express services the highest yes, you know, people with credit worthiness. So yeah. they have a lower chance of the fault. So it's more or less, it's kind of like a subscription. They'll get those consistent interest yes. charges from those customers. I would like to add the fact that knowing that I have an American Express card, one mm. of the things I think is super cool is the fact that you have that month. It's kind of like a payment. So it's almost there's like a subscription. So you pay for using your card and they have tiers. So with mm. the platinum is like 695 with the gold is like 250 then with the green one, I believe it's like a hundred dollars. So <laughs> that's consistent. <laughs> I think it's the green. I don't know what that one is called, <laughs> but it's like a lower level tier of their card. And obviously, you get some rewards, benefits, so that there's equal benefit to the consumer. Why the consumer is like, oh, I'll still keep this card. It's not that bad, and like they're getting this consistent yearly income, quote unquote, from these people. So they have that subscription. They have that payment. They are giving to high credit worthiness individuals. So that's really good for them because they're not going to default. So they're going to get those interests. So would it, since they're, they make their money off of interest, my only concern with that, uh, well, not only off of interest, but like my only concern with that is like, if these people are paying off all of their balances, would they still be making that money off of interest or the fact that they're still getting this like yearly quote unquote subscription type payment from them 
it's still more than enough for them and it meets that your criteria is yes. that is that not a concern for you so not necessarily okay their primary source of income is actually not collection and late hmm. fees it's actually discount revenue so hmm. american express works with different merchants and when you pay with your american express card hmm. maybe for one of with one of the merchants, American Express gets a part of the profit. Ah. So just by buying stuff, I, d- I don't know the full list of all their merchants they have on that network. It's pretty large. Yes. And also, inter- they're one of the few cards that actually take international. Exactly. Well. So they make money both ways from you mm-hmm. and also from whichever Amazing. merchant. So they're not even dependent on yes. like interest like most traditional banks. Yes. This kind of revenue freaking, is their highest That's actually freaking amazing. Contribution. Yeah. In the that's really cool. Well, this is not financial advice. We're not saying that you should invest in any of these stocks <laughs> that you are uh, that we mentioned because we're not going to get proceeds if this goes to the moon. So we should not get backlash <laughs> if this doesn't. But based on our research, we think that the uh, clean energy sector and the stocks we mentioned are pretty good ways to put your money now that the market is sort of recovering and we're seeing like a healthy upward trend. So thank you guys for listening to our episode. We hope you tune in to our next episode and have a good one, guys.